Welcome to Beer Massive, a collection of good beer-centric conversation, interviews, editorials, reviews, and more from a collective of centrally like-minded yet individually opinionated good beer fanatics. From podcasts born in the present, or from our massive library of brewer interviews from years past, we hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do enjoy what you're here, please subscribe. Feel free to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on tap, at Massive Beers, or email us individually at massivebeers at gmail.com. Yes, a little bit of end of year recapping, synopsis, whatever you want to call it. Um, a little bit of countdown stuff, a little clickbait stuff, a little bit of uh, listy stuff, because we all love the listy stuff. And uh, it almost sounds kind of pornographic in a bad way. But anyway, a list nonetheless. Um, we like to do our end of year thing here at Massive Beer Reviews. This year is no different. And um, we're doing five videos this year. This is video number four. And this is the shelfie video. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, we did the, the hoppy one, the new hops, uh, new malt, or best of, best hops, best malts. Um, best funk, the best shelfies, and then we're going to do kind of like our thoughts in 2017. Um, what we're doing is uh, the beers that we've reviewed this year. Not necessarily the ones that we think are the best in general, but the stuff that actually has hit the actual airwaves on Massive Beer Reviews. So um, this one's going to cover the shelfie portion of the show. Now, what is that? Um, up until this year, I've done... The best bang for your buck beers. And those were beers that were like, okay, you know, this is the, the it's cheap and it's good, basically, for the lack of a better term. Um, I didn't want to do this that this year because I think I kind of covered a bulk of that, but it's also, I don't know, kind of a weird moniker to put on a beer and be like, best bang for your buck or best cheap beer or whatever. So I decided to do a, a, a list called the best shelfies. And basically what this is, are some of the best beers that I know I can get off the shelf at pretty much any time. I mean, some of these beers are rotational. Some of these beers are market dependent. And that's where you kind of have to displace yourself, I guess you would say, from this list. If you live in New Mexico or you live in California, this list might not ring true for you. But for me in the Northeast, uh, and I'm talking about, I've seen these beers on shelves, you know, in a tri-state area, not just uber locally for me. These are beers that I could typically get, you know, within reason, depending on the season, pretty much any time. So keep that in mind. This These might not be shelfies for you, but they are kind of shelfies that you should be able to get. If you live in certain bits and pieces of the area, because beer has gotten so diverse as far as not just um, breweries, but as far as distribution. So it's almost hard to do the whole bang for your buck thing now. So we're going to do it this way. If you have a problem with it, down below, yell at me. But here we go. Okay, first things first. Ten, Duj and Stillwater Artisanals Cocoa, Cacao, Imperial Stout. The weirdest thing about this is mine that I reviewed this year was undercarbonated. Um, to the point where it was like a flat as flat could be, but it was still an absolutely fantastic beer. I've had it afterwards, and there was carbonation there, and it was 
over the moon. It was fantastic. It was delicious beer. Had it included on here because I can see it everywhere I go. Whether I go to Jersey, whether I go to upstate New York, I see this beer on shelves and no one is drinking it. I shouldn't say no one. I know a lot of people enjoy it. But it's a beer you can pretty much grab whenever you want. And that goes... Uh, for pretty much the whole Dish and Stillwater line, whether it be the Tropical Fruit or whatnot, those beers tend to be pretty killer. But that's the one I wanted to call out here is that Cocoa Cacao. Uh, you can find it pretty much anywhere. So if you see that in the shelf, you never picked it up, grab it. Um, let's see, number nine. This one's a bit of a stretch. Okay, but I wanted to include it on there, and it's Allagash's House Beer. It's a Belgian Pale Ale. It's a shelfie at Allagash. <laughs> so you pretty much have to go to the brewery to get it, which sounds like a totally opposite thing than being a Shelby, but it's always available. It's their house beer. It's there. You can get it whenever you want. Sure, it's a bit of a stretch. I can't find it on shelves local to me, but it's always readily available. It's not something you can't not get. Sure, if you don't live near Allagash, it kind of makes it a little hard to get, whether you have to go through friends or whatnot, but... It's still a beer that's just whatever you want it, you can get it. So I had to include it on here because I had it and I thought it was fantastic and an amazing beer. And I saw it on the, on the list. When we go through these kind of end-of-year lists, it's it's not scientific. I don't sit there and kind of re-watch a bunch of my videos. That would be insane. I just kind of scroll through and kind of cherry-pick out, oh, oh, yeah, that one, that one, that one. And uh, this one just kind of was in there and I just could not exclude it. So I had to include it. You want to yell at me, yell at me, but whatever. Number eight, Genesee Breweries Cream Ale. You know, I kind of want to slide the double dry hop version that I got from them in here, but that is a really brewery-only kind of the rotational thing, so I'm just going to go Jenny Cream Ale. I love some Jenny Cream Ale. Again, you're not going to see it in the West, you know, Southwest areas, almost even Midwest but uh, where you see Jenny, you're going to see Jenny Cream Ale. I love it. I'll chug it. I'll drink it any day of the week. I've drank actually probably more Jenny Cream Ale with brewers than I have fancy beers. And we're talking fancy brewers. So it's definitely a beer that kind of uh, breaks down all, breakdowns, uh, all the uh, kind of barriers and bits and pieces of pretension between uh, uh, beer nerds and, and brewers alike. I think it's a universally kind of loved beer. For the lack of a better phrasing. So uh, if you've never had Jenny Cream Ale, pick it up. It's not going to blow you away if you're expecting super crazy hazy hops or or some kind of bonkers high ABV, triple ABV or double ABV, triple dry hop, this, that, and the other thing kind of cream ale. But it's delicious nonetheless. Um, seven, night, shop, night shift, one hop this time, uh, Citra. Uh, I actually had this a couple times this year. Um, the one I reviewed was actually older and it, um, it was like a beer that pretty much everybody told me. I, I didn't know it was a shelfie. I had it from a couple different people and I was like, okay, whatever. And uh, you know, it's a delicious beer and they're like, oh yeah, I brought this for you. I brought this for you. And then I reviewed it and people are like, oh, you can buy that on the shelf. So and to, uh, kind of include it here in the whole shelfie beer review thing. But, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Night Shift. I enjoy what they do beer-wise. But this one just kind of did it for me. Even the can that I ended up reviewing was a bit older than what most people would feel comfortable with reviewing. I think it was about two months older, give or take. But um, it ended up being pretty damn delicious. And, and coming to find out that it was something that you readily get on a shelf was pretty awesome. Um, when breweries produce things like that and you can just find them 
without having to kind of wait in line and whatnot, which tends to be the case with a lot of Night Chef beers. They tend, or the brewery themselves, uh, uh, the beers themselves from the brewery have gotten to the point where they're a bit more kind of accessible. Um, it, it, it's a good thing. It, it's that weird kind of middle ground where breweries kind of want to be wanted and kind of waited in line for and kind of hipster coveted. Um, but when you start finding beers like these kind of, not just, I don't want to say sit in the shelves, but it'd be attainable on the shelves, it's pretty damn awesome. Um, let's see, number six, Bolero Snort Explor Explorable IPA. Uh, Bolero Snort from New Jersey. Uh, I ended up seeing a lot of their beers in the shelves because the future wife lives in Hackettstown, New Jersey, about an hour or so away from usually, give or take, where uh, Bolero Snort brews. They're kind of a pseudo-gypsy New Jersey brewery, so depending on where they're brewing, could be a little bit further closer um but uh i've had quite a few of them pull them off shelves from local bottle shops and this is the one that really did it for me um the uh, the, it felt the bill of that bolder more impactful kind of hot presence ipa at the same time something you didn't have to wait in line for it's pretty fantastic so that doesn't suck um let's see number five was a beer that came to me via a package from New Orleans, which is uh, Parish Brewing's Envy Pale Ale. Um, I, I heard this is a shelf. Again, some of these I wouldn't know unless I lived there, but everybody told me this is a beer that just pretty much you pull off a shelf. Actually, I've actually heard their Ghost in the Machine was kind of similar to that. It's getting a little bit of more momentum, so it might not be that way. So I kind of was going to include that one in this list, but I decided to pull it back and go with the Envy, which I thought was just as delicious as the ghost in the machine it was just a really nice kind of old school hazy kind of pale ale with nice abundant amount of hoppy fruitiness but at the same time uh had a nice balance between the sweetness and uh and hoppiness to where you know just kind of foot the bill uh let's see number four i crushed the living shit out of this beer this year now it's allagash brewing's little brett uh that beer is so good. I love bread. I love hops. Uh, if they're presented in a certain way, they really do it for me. And this beer, you're talking about a low ABV, bread-based, hopped gem of a beer. I mean, I crushed it. I can find it readily available. In Jersey, we don't get that much in PA, so... Again, the whole shelfy thing comes into play, depending on where you get your distribution at. But this beer just did it for me. It was the quintessential dinner beer, relaxing beer, sitting out and looking at the view of the farm kind of beer. It just did it all for me. So I kind of wanted to include it in number one, but there's a couple that I had to put in front of it. So say la vie. Uh, let's see. Number three. Uh, beer was sent to me by a brewery, but ended up seeing it a bunch of different places, and I was blown away by it. And that was Boulevard Brewing's collaboration with Arizona Wilderness and Creature Comforts. It was their... Uh, Oak or Collab Seven Oak Age Lager, that beer was fucking delicious. Uh, the combination of the lager with the wood, with I believe, top of my head, I didn't go back and watch a review. I don't go back and watch them when I do these kind of recaps. I think it was kind of had a, a bit of kind of a wine barrel kind of grape thing going on in it, or a little bit of funky yeastiness. I, well, it's Arizona Wilderness, so. Uh, but that beer was absolutely delicious. It just came off like a, a beautifully aged, slightly messed with 
kind of um, a Belgian table beer, but in a lager form. So to see that beer not only released, like I got it in the mail from the brewery, I was lucky enough to get it that way. And I was like, okay, how is this going to be distributed? Do you know what I mean? Is this going to be just like a one-off thing where you actually can't get it? But I ended up seeing it in multiple uh, bottle shops in the tri-state area and was just kind of blown away that the beer was just, you know, sitting on the shelves wherever you want to get it. Get it anytime you want. So see that happen. Had to be one of my shelfies of the year. And um, number two, Industrial Art Brewing's Wrench, New England Style uh, IPA. Um, listen, industrial arts. I love the beers they produce. Uh, Chief there is, you know, kind of like an old school legend when it comes to great tasting hop forward beers. He was behind Flower Power. He just knows what he's doing when it comes to hop forward beers, but not necessarily kind of that New England style um, IPA kind of guy. But uh, when you taste this, you kind of taste best of both worlds. That kind of refined old school brewer with that new school kind of influence. And uh, and I ended up picking up a can of it when I was at Sam the Beer Man up in Binghamton. And I didn't know anything about it as far as shelfy status. I just got it and they were like, oh, you should try this. And ended up learning that it's pretty much readily available everywhere. And to see that this is there's this kind of a hop forward beer just sitting on the shelves with anybody out there. Being able to pick it up at any time they choose is pretty fucking awesome. It's a testament to where beer's going. And uh, that does not suck. And number one is at... Like, when I made this list, I put it at number one and wanted something to knock it off. But I couldn't. That's Thomas Hooker's... Uh, it's their no-filter New England-style IPA. That beer crushed it this year. That was the one that came in, you know, pounder cans... Uh, that was like kind of widely distributed in my area, outside of my area, that kind of everybody was like, holy shit, what's going on? I mean, Thomas Hooker's been around for a long time. Uh, it's a, you know, it's not like a brewery that just started this year. You see, see this beer come out and everybody just kind of <sighs> shrugged their shoulders at it because they can't really kind of poop on it in any form or fashion. You know, it wasn't the crazy, haziest New England style IPA. It wasn't the most juiciest crazy sweetest high ipa but at the same time it foot all the bills of what people really covet and a lot of these new england style ipas and to see it just you know every three to four weeks just coming 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 sitting on the shelf picking it up whenever you wanted to the fact that it actually came in um six pack cans for the longest time blew me away they kind of went to the whole four pack kind of pounder can style just to kind of appease everybody else but let's see it in the old school kind of six pack and um just kind of tickled me pink you know what i mean to see such a delicious beer so readily available to everybody out there who you know didn't want to wait in line and that's kind of the whole shelfy thing comes into play i said the best bang for your buck earlier i used to do those this is the same list but i just wanted to go with stuff instead of being like bang for your buck there's some beers out there for me that are like okay this beer was 20 bucks but it was worth 50 you know i kind of wanted to pull it back and make it a bit more kind of basic not necessarily basic but more kind of i don't know just roll into your local joint and grab a six-pack or four-pack and head-on-out kind of beers. And, and that's what I did with this one. Just kind of beers that I knew I could get pretty much all of last 2017. Could you get them? Again, where you live, I don't know. But uh, for me, these are the ones that really did it for me. 
and uh, they did me proper all year long. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this list. Hopefully you actually got a taste of a bunch of these beers. If you didn't, if you feel this list is wrong, if you feel like I missed something, if you feel like I put something too high down there, let me know. Um, and, uh, you know, if you feel like uh, going into next year, there's some kind of uh, readily available beers that are available now or moving forward that you think I should include, let me know. And uh, if you just want to open a discussion about what your favorite shelfies were this year, down below. Or you can reach out to me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tap Massive Beers, and let me know what's what, because I love to hear from you guys. That's the whole reason I do this. Um, you guys are absolutely fantastic. Uh, viewers to breweries to um, publications, everybody that's reached out this year and kind of showed love is amazing. Um, or, you know, our, our world has grown by leaps and bounds in, in, in the beer world, and to see the kind of awesomeness that comes through. Uh, Community-wise, is fantastic. So, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this uh, little recap. Hopefully, you enjoy all the other ones. Go back and watch them if you haven't. Hopefully, you enjoyed the end of year stuff, and hopefully, see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>